Gennaro Rewind, hosted by Matt Namofsky. Hello, NRL fans, and welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namofsky. Welcome to the Round 20 preview. Hard to believe that we're this far in, but we're getting very close, guys. Finals around the corner. Supercoach finals have already started in some leagues, so very interesting times. I'm solo tonight. Should have a couple of the boys on later in the week, over the week, and we'll record quite a few podcasts, get the content out there. But let's start with the first game on Thursday night. Huge game in the context of the top four. Sydney Roosters taking on the Parramatta Eels. For the Roosters, Siwa Takiaho is named back on the bench. He needs to get through a final captain's run. So Fletcher Baker is the man to drop out. Josh Morris returns to the side. Uh, it looks like he was actually dropped last week, but he is back because Billy Smith, unfortunately, goes out with another season-ending injury. Matt Ikovalu is also out with his syndesmosis injury. That pushes Joey Manu to the wing. And Adam Kieran uh, into the centers, which is very interesting. We'll talk about it in a second. For the Parramatta Eels, no changes are uh, expected late, but Tom Obacek is back. So Will Penasini reserved, uh, goes back to the reserves. Murata Neokore is also out. So Bryce Cartwright is named in his place there. This is a very interesting game. Parramatta and the Roosters, always a good game. The Roosters do normally have Parramatta's number, but you have to think the amount of injuries this Roosters team is having, it's really hard to see them getting up. But there's still no Mitch Moses, which is probably the biggest card um, that can be drawn here from a Parramatta side. Uh, they were very poor last week, especially finishing off. Says Dylan Brown and Clint Gutherson could not get the job done in terms of making chances really stick against that Raiders team. It's going to be interesting to see here. I do expect a big game from Reed Marnie here. I think he really needs to show a bit more creativity out of dummy half. And really, you know, some of those third and fourth tackle kicks really need to help pin him in the corner because, you know, Dylan Brown and Gutho, you know, they are the target men, but they need a third guy, especially in Reed, to step up here. So that's what I'm looking for. I'm surprised Penasini did get dropped. I thought he had a pretty good game first up. Uh, I thought Wonga Blake was lucky to keep the spot there, but we'll, we'll be there probably next season. Um, and it's good to get some legs in there. But from the Roosters side, look, I'm actually going the Roosters in this one. I think it's a very uh, winnable game for them. I think they match up well. Uh, they've got pretty much the full complement in the forward pack now who what's left of them in the season. Tedesco has been on an absolute tear. I think Hutchison and Walker have shown they are a great combination. And, you know, Hutchison next year obviously will be behind Luke Keery, but what a third option to have to bring in the experience he's getting this year. Really excited for this new center pairing, actually. Adam Keery and, and Josh Morris, you know, Keery is just one of those players, he's a footy player. You know, you can play him. Uh, hooker, halfback, in the centres. He'll do a job for you. He's very smart, very shifty. So I expect him, he did fill in for the Warriors last year in the centres and got a hat-trick. So I don't expect him to be caught out at all in the centres. And Josh Morris, you know, whatever happened last week, you know, Billy Smith had a couple of good games, but Josh Morris is that real professional. And, you know, if he goes around for another season, this is his last one. It's going to be an absolute cracker of a game. And I think Josh Morris is actually going to stand up here. I think all five of the Roosters outside backs from Tedesco down to Joey Manu, is in line for a huge game. I think, look, you know, it could be close this one, but I actually do think the Roosters, they haven't really shown this year they can, at the end of the year, they can really pull away from these teams. But I think this is a very winnable game for them. I think the forward pack can really go punch for punch. Victor Alley has been absolutely huge uh, on the field and especially in Supercoach, you know, really starting to get some big minutes since he's come back. Um, I'm up to about 70 minutes, but yeah, I think all the Roosters back five are play here. And I think Sam Walker's in, you know, normally it's the big teams he has struggled this year from a super coach perspective, but I really do think uh, this is the week where he might really pop off. So Roosters in this one, one to 12, but probably, probably closer towards the 12. Parramatta, you know, if they can, they're probably another week away. looks like Mitch Moses is back next week. So from a top four perspective, obviously the Roosters, are the next team chomping at their heels, you think that that would be 
um, the team that they really need to get up here and beat here. Let's get on to the second game. First one on Friday. This is going to be a very entertaining game as the West Tigers taking on the Warriors from Suncorp Stadium. For the Tigers, Alex Twal uh, is listed to make a return from his shoulder injury. So he is on the bench. Sean Bloor has been moved to the starting rotation with Luke Garner being out with his syndesmosis injury. Tom McKelly is also out. So Joe Offen and Gaway is promoted to start. And Adam Dewey, the absolute gun, is retained at 5'8". For the Warriors, Alicia Gratoy has been named, but he needs to pass a concussion test. Peter Hiku, uh, last couple of games of the Warriors, he has been named at 5'8". Roger Tuovasacek, unfortunately, has gone home. Uh, wanted to really, you know, get over there before the travel bubble closes and who can blame him? What a servant to the game he's been. We'll do a bonus RTS pod uh, later in the week where we'll talk about him and his impact in the game. We got uh, Tenel Okuatu. Uh, he has been named at hooker with Jez Devanga back to the bench. This is going to be a free-flowing game here. I've seen a lot of people really tip an onslaught here from the Tigers and a bit of a smashing, but, you know, for the amount of injuries this Warriors team has, and, you know, you look at that half combination of Hiku and Sullivan, um, I don't think it's going to be that much of a blow. I think some of the Tigers are going to really put on some good super coach points here, and, you know, I think a Laurie, a Dewey, a Nofo, a Brooks are all plays this week, but I do think the Warriors, especially... You look at this attack now, it's really going to filter through Reese Walsh and Peter Hiku. And I've always joked to some of the guys in my group, I do think Peter Hiku believes he is better than RTS. Um, and, you know, it's good to have that confidence in yourself. And I think he does think he's the best fullback in New Zealand. And he's obviously playing in the sixth jersey. I think ball in hand for Peter Hiku is a really good play. And I think if you do, if you can grab him as your fourth center wing this week, why not? Why not do it? If you're the RTS owner and you have no fullback, why not grab a Peter Hiku? I think this is a great chance for him to really solidify himself. He's obviously off to the Cowboys next season. I think he's going to have an absolute storm of a game. I will tip the Tigers this one, but in the close one, I think this is a one to six type of game. I think easily you look at some of the guys in this Warriors team, Maurice Walsh, Adela Martins, Lesniak, and Ewan Aker and Peter Hiku can really set the game by the scruff of the neck and try and win it by themselves in the forward pack. Obviously decimated, no Adam Fendua Blake, uh, but Tanua Brown comes back from his uh, loan to the Dragons. You've got Ben Murdoch Priscilla up in the front row. Those two are the starting pack. I don't mind it. Then you look at that back row. It's a very crafty one in Katoa, Sirin, and Curran. Cody Nickarima, obviously the huge name on the bench. Not quite sure what's happening with Cody. Uh, it be interesting to see uh, if he can crack this side in the coming weeks. But look, I don't think the Warriors are out of it. But when you look at this Tiger side, I really like this, the makeup of this four pack. It's young. It's hungry. You know, obviously got Tama there as the as the lead guy, but then you got Big Stefano, Sean Bloor, Jacob Little, Luciano, Joe Offangale on the bench. You know, you got a couple of big guns, obviously. You got your 12, then you got your Cheekam, who obviously always loves Tui Simpkins and Tom Mona. I think it's just a really well rounded pack. And the, the way this Tigers team, you know, I picked them for the spoon at the start of the season. I think Magic's starting to push the right buttons, you know. Still not sure of Luke Brooks. You know, I, I've become around Luke Brooks a little bit this season. Um, he's played well this year. Would still like to see Jock Madden, but. Adam Dewey, obviously my biggest miss of the year. He's been outstanding. Dane Laurie's added a new element to the game. I'm really liking this Tigers team. And, you know, if they get a couple of these contracts off the book next year and they can really go hard in some smart recruitment, they are a team that I really, really, really like to see for the next two, three years. So Tigers in this one, but I think the Warriors will keep it entertaining. I think if you've got any super coach players from the Tigers and the Warriors, great plays this week. You know, at least it's Katoa plays. I think he's a great shout on an edge. I think Sean Bloor and Joe Offen and Gaway, if they're on, on a waiver, even Stefano, grab them. And like I said, Peter Hickory, probably the most underrated player here. Um, I think he's a man of a blinder. Let's go to the last game on Friday. 
It's the the Queensland derby. It's the Broncos versus the Cowboys from Suncorp. For the Broncos, Jake Turbin has been named. He did break his thumb, so it'll be interesting to see if he does play. Jake, uh, Danny Levi would be the man um, due to Corey Pakes being out injured at the moment. So TC Rabati returns to the bench. Uh, Albert Kelly is amongst the reserves, so he could be a late inclusion, possibly take over Tyson Gamble or Brody Croft there. For the Cowboys, uh, they are 1-17. to You have got Ben Hampton, who uh, may make a return. Um, he's currently uh, listed in the number 17 jersey, so hopefully he can get through there. Looks like probably Dejan Arce will be the man to come in if he does not clear there. Every week I do say there's going to be an entertaining game of the week. The game before had a chance, but this one easily is the one for me. I think anytime these two teams play, it is fireworks, you know, good or bad. This one here, you know, this is obviously the Cowboys. This is their life support game. This is the loser leaves town match. They do need to win here. Pretty much need to nearly win out here, but this is crucial. For the Broncos, this is a real big chance to get away from the spoon and really show some moving forward for next season. I do have the Broncos winning this one. I think at home, you know, you've suddenly see your guys like Tessie New really brand some form. Tony Staggs getting some runs in the legs. Jermaine Asako on the wing where he should be. And if, especially if Albert Kelly comes in, I think if Kelly and Gamble, we saw them obviously in that Roosters game um, a couple of weeks ago. The front row, look, it's get, it's getting younger. You know, you've got Palacio, Haas, Ricky, Hetherington. I just like the makeup of this Bronco side and take nothing away from the Cowboys. Jake Granville at fullback, obviously, did a great job last week. I thought Kane Bradley's a big, strong body and something that can really, you know, they're one to five right now. Everyone can laugh at great Jake Granville, but right now there's no hammer. There's no vow. They're in a very interesting spot here. And I think, you know, that one to five is probably as best as you're going to do right now. And, you know, they did okay last week. Uh, you look at the forward pack. Obviously, Jason Tom Malolo is the leader there, but I thought Jordan McLean and Francis Muller's back half of the year has been pretty great. Um, look, I'd love to see Colin Hess get a, get a run, especially here and Lukey as well. I thought them two as the 11 and 12 uh, to override Shane, Shane Wright and Mitch Dunn. Um, but for whatever reason, that's not the case. Ben Hampton is a welcome return, I think. You know, he's very classy when he gets out there. He's one of those underrated guys, you know, could easily slot into that fullback jersey if Jake Granville needs a rest. So it's going to be very entertaining. It's going to be points galore. Again, from a super coach perspective, I think if you've got any of these guys, I think to play. Obviously, Drake Granville, everyone knows the Broncos uh, when they're reversing fullbacks, obviously league points. So if you haven't got a hooker this week, why not run a Drake Granville? I think it's a good shout. But yeah, points to be had. I think Katoni Staggs is probably the player in this one I would want. I think Katoni just, you know, he's he's working his way back, but you can kind of see the flashes are there. So it's going to be interesting. Like I said, the Broncos want this to get away from the spoon. The Cowboys really need it because their season and their finals hopes is on life support. It's very soon they're going to turn to 2022 planning. So they're obviously hoping to get a win here, but I do think Broncos in this one. And, you know, scoreline probably closer to the 12 than the 6 there. Moving on to the first Saturday game. First Saturday game, we have the depleted St. George Illawarra Dragons taking on the red-hot South Sydney Rabbitohs. Obviously, huge changes for the Dragons. Uh, it's going to take a bit of a while here because they have got their, their COVID uh, guys out. So you've got Jack DeBellin, Jack Bird, Josh Maguire, Blake Laurie, all serving their bands. You've also got a huge shock in Matt Dufty moved to the re- to the reserves. So going through the ins, Cody Rams is also on the reserves. He uh, obviously uh, injured. He's fighting a um, an injury there. So you've got Tola uh, Monet who is on the wing. Corey Norman's been listed in the centres. Um, so interesting what happens there. You've got Jaden Hunt and Jackson Ford who come onto the bench. 
So that does give a little bit of a reshuffle there. So you got Tyrell Sloan, who goes to the fullback. Matt, Matthew Fiegi is one of the wingers. Uh, Jaden Sullivan or keeps his spot in the halves there. So very interesting there. Um, you know, you look at this team in the back row, Billy Burns, Tyrell Fumano, Tarek Sims at the lock position now. Adam Clune is on the on the bench. No room for Jordan Pereira, Braden Williami there, and list amongst reserves. So I think Anthony Griffin's really understanding here. They're at a very critical point of their season. They're still in the eight, but there are some teams really trying to be the bigs, especially uh, the Titans and the Raiders here. So uh, I think you see Hookie really starting to come under a little bit of pressure, and he's obviously trying to see what's going to stick here. For the Rabbitohs, Adam Reynolds, uh, he's look, he's in a doubt. Uh, a final call we made on Friday, but you know the fact that Blake Tuffy's on the bench and Dean Hawkins is in the reserves kind of does tell you that Adam Reynolds is racing the clock here. So one, from a super coach perspective, to really keep an eye on there if you're the Adam Reynolds owner. Uh, Liam Knight and Kemal Graham both need a pass concussion test to make his uh, their returns to the field after obviously having HIA injuries. Cody Walker, he is listed as a knee injury. He is a strong chance to take the field, but be very interested to see if they do take the cautious approach there and give a rest. Cam Murray is suspended. He took a one-match ban for a crusher. So Jai Arrow moves into the starting lineup there. Look, it's very hard to see this going any other way. It's a very depleted, it's a very out of sorts dragon side. I think the Rabbits obviously have the class here. Even if Adam Reynolds gets a gets a rest here, you've got Dean Hawkins that can come in, you've got Blake Taffy. You know, they've just got guns galore here. Um, obviously, uh, Tane Milne, who was a huge super coach option, can't even make this squad anymore. Josh Mansell and Jackson Paulo have really solidified their spots in this team. And, you know, you look at that back row now, Jaden Sewer, who was out of this team for a long time this year. He's, um, you know, found his home there, had a huge game last week. And Mark Nichols really taking over for Junior Toller, who was, who's been out with injury. So this rabbit side, you know, they're really starting to round in a bit of form here and going to be probably, you know, when you look at the odds, probably the fourth best team for odds for the premiership. So they're going to really make a late season charge like they always do. For the Dragon side, again, it's disjointed. You know, you look at it, Tyrell Sloan, love that he's there. Obviously, no Matt Dufty, very interesting um, not even on the bench, you know, they've gone for Adam Clune over him. So it looks like, you know, he's obviously signed a deal with the Bulldogs next year. So look, they're probably just looking at the future now, or they do think that Torrance Lane gives them a better chance to win this game. I think Matt Fiegi is a huge shout. I do think that this game might be a bit of a blowout to the Rabbits, but I don't think that means that some Dragons won't score super coach points. I think Matt Fiegi is a good shout this week. Ben Hunt. Uh, Mr. Mr. Reliable, always there from a super coach perspective and on the field. You know, I think he's going to try and keep them in the game. One of the better long king games in the comp and can really see the team around. Jaden Sullivan has his moments last week, but obviously still very, very young. And when you look at the one and the six, obviously it does leave a lot of pressure on Ben Hunt and Andrew McCulloch. The back row, I do like a Billy Burns and Toro Fumano. Gives them a bit of versatility. Tarek going through the middle in the forward rotation there. I do like that as well. But yeah, it's hard to see anything but a uh, rabbit's demolition here have them 18 plus I just in the class of Latrell even if Adam Reynolds gets rested I think you're going to see some pretty big scores here and Damian Cook obviously had his game of the season last week expect him to back it up there second game on Saturday it's the Newcastle Knights taking on the Canberra Raiders from Suncorp Stadium for the Knights Mitchell Pierce is listed amongst the reserves so he has a good chance of getting the late call up if he passes his fitness test Kalen Ponga New swirl last week. He may have been a late out after suffering a sternum injury, but he has dismissed all those claims and he will take the field in this one. Bradman Bess is also back. So he is um, missed the last three weeks with a syndesmosis injury. So the man to make way there is Dom Young. 
David Clemmer returns to play, take his place on the bench. So Jack Johns drops out of sight altogether there. For the Raiders, Bailey Simonson and Anamis Louie have returned to full training. Uh, they are in the reserves, but it looks like they will be given another week out, especially with the way the, the Raiders have been playing. You don't want to really tinker with that. Jack Wyden is the man who will come back into this side in the halves. So that pushes Matt Frawley out of the side. Elliot Whitehead has trained and he's listed to play in the second row. Josh probably will need to go through concussion protocol. So look, Pup has been named, but could very well be a late out here. So just uh, obviously keep an eye on that if you are the Papali'i owner in your draft conversation for Classic. Very interesting game here. You know, I think this could go either way. You've seen, you know, the Raiders are keying that that bit of form here and, you know, really like the makeup of their side. They're really starting to now know who, who they are and they can really make a push here. For the Knights, we're getting to win a leaves, uh, lose leaves town situation here. You know, they've got to start winning these games, especially against the teams around them in the comp. We've hopped on it all season, but this is where you need to do the job. To me, you know, it might be must win here against the Raiders. You know, I think Kalen Ponga is going to be instrumental. You could tell he was injured last week. Uh, he can play that down as much as he wants, but he was injured. There's no doubt about that in my in my mind. So very interesting to see what happens there. Huge in with Bradman Best. Uh, I think now that elevates um, this team. I think Bradman Best, Hummel Hunt, Mitch Barnett, if you can get all those guys together, you know, your Kalen Ponga, Mitch Pierce coming back, I think it's huge. I really do think that they've got such a good run home, the Knights. And, you know, if they can get this win, then you've got a couple of Broncos games, you've got a Bulldog game. This is where it starts. They really need this game. And, you know, if they get uh, Mitch Pierce back and they can push Clifford to six, Pierce at seven, they're nearly full strength for the first time this season. And it's so important for them to really, you know, get that under their belt. So very excited to see this game. I think Newcastle is going to have to throw the kitchen sink at this game because to me, this is this is must win now. Ponga's got no excuse. He's been back. He said he's got no injury, so it's time to really show that. For the Raiders, obviously, again, they've gone through some rich bit of form here, you know. Ryan James is listed amongst the reserves. Look, he'll probably be the man to come in if, if uh, Josh probably is out. But Jack Widening is huge. Him and Sam Williams will be able to control this team. And to me, I give it to the Raiders here. Even though the 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 so much desperation on the Newcastle side, I just this Raiders team has now clicked. And I think it took a while. You know, there was chances that Ricky lost to playing group and he was going to get sacked before the season. But they've turned the corner. Some huge wins. That win against Parramatta last week was a huge, huge win. Um. I think, you know, they had to really take a look at themselves after that Titans game. They really had to look in the mirror and say, this is how our season's going to go. And you can just tell they had that heart-to-heart session. And since then, they've been absolutely firing. So in this one, one to six, the Raiders to get the job done here. The Knights will put up a fight, especially if Mitch Pearce gets named. If Mitch Pearce gets named, then you know what? We've seen the Knights this year with their full complement. So it'll be hard to pick against them. But let's go, let's go Raiders here, one to six. And I think it's going to be a very entertaining game. Last game on Saturday, billed as the game of the season, but unfortunately, we're going to go through some of the outs and players aren't playing for the Panthers here. This could uh, be anything but. It's the Storm versus the Panthers, 7.30 Suncorp. Let's go through the changes. For the Melbourne Storm, Harry Grant is listed amongst the reserves. Looks like he's going to probably get another week off. No real chance to play in this week. He's a good chance, uh, but I don't know why he would risk. Nico Hines is in the one jersey. Rob Pappenhausen is on the bench. So, look, he looked timid last week, so no surprises for the Panthers, it's a, it's a real lot of shocks, really. You obviously got 
Let's start with Brian Toto. Our Cinder's Moses injury looks like it's going to be out for six weeks. So Rob Jennings comes to the wing. You got uh, Tyra May out with a knee injury. He's going to be out for a long time. So what that does, it moves Matt Burton to 5'8". Brett Nain comes into the centers. Isaiah Yo, he's out with his concussion. He's got a pretty nasty HIA. So Matt Eisenhuth moves to the 17. Jermaine Hook good onto the bench. And obviously the big news, obviously still no Api Korosau. He is out with his uh, suspension. So you've got Mitch Kenny coming into the nine. James Fisher-Harris is leaving the bubble to attend the birth of a child. So he is now out. So Liam Martin moves into the front row. Isaac Targo is another man on the bench. And the huge one, still no Nathan Cleary. So at least another week away here. There were reports he can come back for this game, but, you know, if it was a grand final, could he have played? Probably, but they're going to give him another week there. So in saying all of that, look, it's pretty disappointing. Again, this was Builder's game of the season. The two best teams easily this year, but you still got some injuries. No Ryan Pappenhausen at 100%. Like I said, he did look timid last year. I like that they've got the Hines there. You know, if they ever want to, you know, give Brandon Smith the rest, put Nico to the nine again, you know, if they want to go full compliment if Harry Grant's back next week, you know, Dean Aramia could drop out. You can push Remus to a wing, Hines into the center. There's a lot of options for this Storm team, so they're going to be okay. But from the Panthers' side, it's really disappointing, obviously. Looks like the guys that are out this week, they'll all be back for the finals push, but they might be undercooked. You know, no Brian to, or to the finals. Nathan Cleary, obviously, has not played for a while. He's going to be coming back, working his way back. Isaiah Yo, it was a nasty head injury. You know, you want to be cautious of that. And obviously, James Fisher-Harris being out. they got Tavita Pengai. Looks like he's going to be there next week. Uh, so that will obviously strengthen the forward pack. But yeah, all the, all the drama and the headlines in this game has now kind of been taken out now, which is unfortunate because this was going to be an absolute banger. And I think it still will. The Panthers are showing, you know, there's still quality in the side. It's not like when they were in origin, they lost all their players. You know, Jerome Luai is still there. You know, you got Liam Martin, you got Capewell. There's still some class players. You got and obviously Edwards at the back, but this is going to be a Melbourne Storm win here. You think nothing less. I think Munster back in the side is huge. That was obviously the other change that we didn't get to there. Munster is back, so that drops... Cooper John's out of the side altogether. Um, you know, you saw all the men out of the car did. You know, I'm specifically looking at that Brett Naden, Robert Jennings edge. You know, there could be some issues there. Um, if Melbourne really want to attack that all night, they can. Uh, Munster, Hughes, Hines, obviously Pappenhausen coming off the bench, the Cheese. The, what else can you say about the Melbourne Storm? They've been the form team this season. The Panthers have got some injuries, unfortunately. Um but, yeah, it's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens. I do have Melbourne winning this. I'm pretty comfortable by 12. I don't think they're going to blow them out. I don't think it's going to be a 20 or 30-point um, uh, victory here for the Storm. I think the Panthers, you know, they're a class act. They'll be able to defend. Um, but Melbourne in this one, and they will get the job done pretty comfortably. If you do have Melbourne players, you know, it might have been a game where you kind of stay away from a super perspective. Myself as the Nico Hines owner, will be doing the captaincy this week, you know, again, should be a dry, crap that dry track up there at Suncorp. Night game. Yeah, I think this is going to be, you know, a pretty easy walk for the Melbourne Storm. Two more games to go through here. First game on Sunday, the Kenner Bankstown Bulldogs taking on the Gold Coast Titans from Seabus Super Stadium, the Gold Coast. For the Bulldogs, Luke Thompson has failed in his judiciary bid to be downgraded. Uh, so he has copped a three-match ban, unfortunately. So it looks like um, the replacement has not been named yet, but it looks like probably Joe Stimson is the guy to come into the off the reserves. Kyle Flanagan gets another chance. So Lachlan Lewis, he had an absolute stinger game last week. He's been relegated to the extended bench. Kyle Flanagan comes in. 
For the Titans, Jamal Fogarty is listed amongst the reserves. He has a chance to come in late. Uh, Isan Masters is back in the centres. Patrick Herbert is out due to suspension. Brian Kelly is expected to take his place. He did suffer an ankle injury, so one to watch there for Supercoach owners. Dave Afida, he was on the bench last week, but he's back in the starting lineup. So moves both firmer back to the interchange bench. Another interesting game here. Um, another swap, you know, not an out, but a swap. Corey Allen's gone to fullback Nick Meany to the wing. Nick Meany had a couple of issues with his hands last week. Do like Corey Allen getting a chance here at the end of the season to really take a claim for the fullback jersey. Obviously, Matt Duffy's there next year, but I do think Corey Allen offers more it fullback at the wing. So interested to see, you know, the Titans have been prone this year to having a having a stinker of a game. And, you know, this Bulldog side always perform all the end of the season. Kyle Flanagan, Corey Allen are interesting plays to me this week. I think both of them have chances to be really good. Obviously, Adam Elliott is back in the second row as well with Josh Jackson going to lock. There's a couple of players I really like this week from, a, you know, obviously the second last game of the week. If you're trailing the super coach, these are guys that are probably on your waivers. I think they're good pickups this week, could really do some damage. But in saying that, the Titans, if they're going to keep going on like they did last week, they could do a real big final push here. Obviously, Dave Feeder is the man here. I think a lot of people will captain him this week or have the vice captaincy on him, uh, depending on the game. Uh, it's going to be very interesting, you know. Can the Bulldogs keep it close or can the Titans really blow them out? Greg Marzu, Brian Kelly, Isan Masters, Corey Thompson, all game changers in the backs. Ash Taylor had a disappointing game last week. Toby Sexton was really the lead playmaker. You're hoping that we see Jamal Fogarty there because when he comes in, he just really lights the game on fire. The forward pack is doing their thing for the Titans. I think Mofo is a huge, huge play this week. Uh, Going to try and trade from him in my league. Um just, yeah, love what he's doing. And I think the Titans, you know, they're really now going to try and make a run here. And I think that's, you know, very, very positive for them. They can make a run. All systems go, I think. So got the Titans in this one. I think it will be pretty, you know, let's go to the 12, 6 to 12. Um, but again, I think from a Supercoach perspective, this is another game. If I had players from both of these sides, I would be loading up. Later in the week, if you need to chase points, I think a Corey Allen, I think a Kyle Flanagan, you're hoping for a for a Bulldogs upset. But then from the other side, you know, if Marzu, a Masters, if Sexton plays, these are all guys that might be guys, but yeah, let's go to the Titans here pretty convincingly. And let's wrap it up. It's the Derby. It's the Sharks versus the Manly Seagulls. For the Sharkies, obviously, uh, no Sean Johnson. He is out with that hamstring injury. So what that does it moves Braden Trindle into the seven. You've got Conor Tracy at the six. But you also do have Matt Moyle listed amongst the reserves, so he'll be a late inclusion on Saturday, last thing. Aiden Tolman is back from suspension, so that moves Toby Rudolph, Toby Rudolph to lock. And it also does move uh, Jack Williams back to the bench. For the Manly Seagulls, Dylan Walker and Lachlan Croker are in concussion protocol, so they need a pass. Curtis Sirinan has been included on the bench, so he's looked like he's going to make a, he's a return there. And Carl Lawton uh, is expected to be back as well. No Sean Johnson can be very interesting from the Sharks here, but you do see this as being a manly victory once again. Uh, huge chance, you know, last game of the round to captain a Cherry Evans, to captain a Tom Trevojevic in a Supercoach League. You know, the Ruben Garrick owners that are panicking, you know, is he, did we buy him? Is the price going to drop? These are the type of games that you really want to see and really pump on here. So I think Manly comfortably, I think this is probably my pick of the week. 
you know, the Sharkies, they've had a good season. You know, they've had a lot of injuries. They've always had the John, the, uh, John Morris saga. You know, you've got some big ins next week, next year. So you've got some players playing for their contract. But yeah, this is hard to see anything but a manly whitewash here. You know, Sunday Arvo, these are the games that Tom Javoyevich and Daly Cherry Evans love to feast on. That four package, like I said all year, it's overperformed. They're really hitting their stride now. To me, this is the team that if you're looking for a finals run, if you're looking to really load up on a team and try and trade for some players, it is this Manly Seagulls team. I think they are about to hit a rich vein of form. I think, you know, from a captain's perspective this weekend, super coach, like I said, Tommy Turbo is the guy. You could easily do a day for feeder in the early game into a Tom Trevojevich in the late game. You know, you've, a lot of people may have uh, Ben Turbo as the AE, so you can easily, you know, loop that pretty easily there. But yeah, this is going to be an interesting game. I do think Manly go over pretty comfortably. For the Sharkies, you know, they could try and jump jump Manly early. You know, we've seen Manly being able to fight back for some first-half deficits to, you know, really storm home in the second half. The Sharks won't go point for point, but they can make it ugly and kind of, you know, as we like to say, bring them down to their level. You know, I thought the back three now of Nakora, Talakai, and Rudolph just work as guys that can break a game open, crush over for a try. Um, the four-pack, obviously, in Tolman, Braley, and Woods can do a job. So I think the four-pack will kind of match each other out. Just not as much ball-playing and skill. You know, you look at a Jake Travojevic, a Josh Schuster, even like a Paseca and a Tapao with their footwork, mainly in this one. I do think it's going to be somewhere around that 12 to 18 mark. And again, super coach, try and load one of your melee players because this is the week to get it done. That will do it for the round 20 preview, guys. Again, a very interesting uh, set list set. Uh, saw some interesting stats. You know, a lot of players uh, in Supercoach are going to go short this week. They're going to have to use their trades, obviously. Late in the season, you've got some guys who have hoarded some trades, you know, got the eight plus. Some guys are three and under, you know. It's going to be very interesting to see, you know, do you kind of use some AEs? Have you got some good AEs in your options there? Um, but this is the business end. This is from a Supercoach perspective. This is what we've been waiting for, we've been planning for. From an NRL perspective, like I said, there are some loser to leaves town matches this week. There are some teams that if they do lose, they're in some real danger of, you know, packing it in for 2021. So hugely anticipating this one. I think it's going to be an absolute cracker of a round. Hope you guys listen, enjoyed listening. Again, thank you for the 3,500 downloads. Going to try and storm towards 4,000 as fast as we can. You know, got a lot of things planned. Can't wait to, for you guys to really um, be a part of it. So thanks for listening. Have a great day. Hear from you soon. Cheers.